Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We'll get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today, like I say on every episode, we've got a great show for you. We've got Jake Hoot coming on. He's doing some great things out. He's done some great things. And you know what? When it comes to Jake, I believe the best is yet to come. He's and you know, you're we're gonna get to know a little bit parts of his story, how the voice come along and all that. So, Jake, are you here? Yes, sir, I'm here. How are you doing on this great day? I'm doing great. Just, you know, just kind of doing my thing today. Um, you know, since COVID kind of shut everything down, um, you know, it's changed the game a little bit, but we're finding ways to stay busy. So that's always a good thing. And, you know, that kind of leads me into where I always start the show is um, how has COVID personally affected you and what you do? And how what are you doing to maneuver through that? Absolutely. Well, I mean, COVID to me, uh, person, you know, personal life-wise has been great. Um, I started dating who is now my my fiance, um, and oh, wow. we were kind of in together. And so we had we had a lot of really good quality time together. I had really great time with. Um, I've got a five-year-old daughter, and so um, when I was on The Voice, I was gone a lot, so I didn't get to see her a whole lot. And so having that that time with her has just been really special. Um, career-wise, it's been interesting. We were, you know, we were riding the high end of the voice and booked everywhere and playing everywhere, flying everywhere, um, and then it came to just a screeching halt. So, uh, like I said, you know, we had to find creative ways to stay busy, creative ways to just keep our hands doing something. Um, and one one thing that we we focused on was getting new music out. So we're super excited that new music's coming out before too long. But um, you know, obviously, COVID kind of kind of put everything in a, a blender and shook it all up, but uh, we're definitely very optimistic for 2021. And, you know, I definitely get what you're saying. You know, I remember we, we launched this show January 3rd of this year, and our ultimate goal at the beginning was 100 interviews first year. We thought, you know what, if we could just do 100 interviews, there's probably not many hosts that can say they did 100 interviews their first year. And then COVID wow. happened. And I'm, I told Sandy, I was like, you know what, you know, where there's always a silver lining here. I mean, it's as bad as it is, these artists and guests need a place to talk, and we're going to give them that. We're going to just bump it up. And because of that, um, we've done over 250 shows now. Wow. That's so unbelievable. So it's been a blessing for us. The, the shutdown kind of has been a blessing for us. Because, again, yes, we, we couldn't have picked a better year to start our show because mm-hmm. we've gotten guests on that we normally probably wouldn't have gotten on if COVID didn't happen. That's and true. Just launched. And, it, and it launched our career in a way. So we're, And then, of course, we've <laughs> got you, which is great, you know, one, the voice and all that. So we love yes, that. And, again, exciting. we just went – there's so much silver lining that's coming out of this. And, and again, as bad as COVID is, I don't want to see anybody die. You know, but it's here. There's nothing we can do about it. All we can do is kind of run with the opportunity. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so I always like to start a little light before we get into a little bit of story. Um, tell us um, hobbies you like to do outside of music. Hobbies. Ooh. Um, <laughs> well, I love to. I, I love obviously spending time with uh, my little girl and fiance. Um, we love to travel. Uh, love going anywhere and everywhere of course you know at least we can fly different places now but we're you know we're biting at the bits to kind of travel internationally again but 
Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's some of the big things that I like to do. I like to hunt every once in a while. Um, I am a not a whole lot of people know I am a little bit of a, a game, like a gaming, like a gamer or whatever. I play a little bit of like Madden mm-hmm. stuff like that. Time, but um, mm-hmm. love to read. Uh, and of course, listen to podcasts and, and radio and stuff like that too. So I keep I keep my schedule pretty full. Oh well, uh, I love that. What would you say is something unusual about you that people wouldn't know? Unusual? Ooh. Well, um, I mean, a lot of people know that I did grow up um, as a, as a missionary kid in the Dominican Republic. We lived there. I lived mm-hmm. there almost. Even before I moved back to play football, um, one of nine kids, uh, and we are most of us are fluent in Spanish. I have two siblings that were born down there. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm trying to be unusual. I mean, there's a lot of unusual <laughs> things about. I don't know if people want to know about. You know. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, as we get into your backstory a little bit. Tell us, um, you know, how what what you did that led up to the voice and all that. You know, kind of give us about two or three minute overview of you because we like to get to know the artist, not ju- the person behind the artist, not just the artist himself. Yes, you did absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I had been, uh, you know, I had been living in Cougar. I played college football at Tennessee Tech University, and you know, throughout my college career, people kept trying to get me to play music and I kept telling them no no so I started I finally gave in and started playing open mics um, but it wasn't until after I graduated college that a friend of mine asked me to come and play at the restaurant she was uh, waitressing at and that just kind of you know turned into something a lot bigger and I was playing nearly every weekend if not every weekend um, and multiple times through the week along with working a full-time job and at the time I was working mm-hmm. radio um, and just had, I mean, I had a lot of really great success with that, um, as far as like local stuff and just, you know, a lot of really good hearted people out there that would allow me to come in and play music, um, at the restaurants and breweries and, you know, whatever yeah. sports bars. Uh, and so just did that for a while. Well, then the voice thing came up and oh, wow. I thought it was fake at first. They, they reached out <laughs> to me and they said, Hey, you know, if you, you know, we'd love for you to. Um, come out and audition. We had, they had seen some of my stuff on Instagram at the time. I was doing a thing called Bath Tunes with my daughter, and while she was bathing, I would I would play her songs, you know. And you could obviously you couldn't see her, but you could, you know, the cameras on me, and I would and I would just sing her songs. Um, and so I, I I gave it a shot. I said, well, why not? Like if they're reaching out to me, I can, you know, I can just go do it. The worst they can say is no, and mm-hmm. that just kind of that, that just kind of took off and. Uh, you know, there's multiple processes before you get to the, the televised part, but every single step of the way, I, I would ke- I kept going. Well, this is my last week. You know, I would I tell people all the time I had my bag packed every single week of the live shows oh, at wow. home, um, mm-hmm. just because you know it's just one of those things. There's so much talent that you just don't know, you know, where you're gonna where you're gonna line up against them. And so um, it was a singing competition, but we were all family, and I mean, all of us were rooting on each other. And, just an incredible experience and just very, very blessed to have been able to wow. do that. Very grateful to Kelly for turning her chair and um, yeah, just excited uh, to see what the future holds. 
Was it amazing? I mean, what was it like when you first walked out on that stage? And, you know, all the chairs are turned backwards. So it's got to be weird because, again, not used to that. Um, what was that first walk like to you? Uh, incredibly quiet and incredibly uh, just, like, terrifying. Uh, <laughs> you know, they tell you, they tell you, they say, you know, you, it's going to be eerily quiet when you walk in here. And you're sitting here thinking, well, there's a ton of people on the stand, so it can't be that quiet. Um, mm-hmm. But you walk out, and I tell people the only thing I heard when I walked out was the clawed or the, the, you know, the big footsteps that I was walking. You know, I was wearing boots, and so walking, you could it seemed like they were always, you know, just echoing in that building. Um, but that was about mm-hmm. all I heard. And my song didn't have like a musical intro; it just had two hits of the snare and went straight in. Um, and so. Yeah, it was it was very scary, very intimidating. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been as nervous as I was up on that stage that day. Oh wow! Now you got a new song coming out next week. Tell us about that. Yeah, um, so very very excited to announce. We just I, I think we just announced it today or yesterday um, that we're coming out with a new version of La Bamba. Um, oh wow! You know, growing up, you know, being fluent in Spanish and stuff, I've always sang the song at my shows and. Um, I love old rock and roll, and so Richie Valens, I was a huge fan of his. Um, and he sang it back in 57 or 58, and then Los Lobos did it for the La Bamba movie with Lou Diamond Phillips back in the 80s. Um, and so I just thought, you know, it's about, it, I think it's about time for a, another revamp of this since they did it about every 30 years. Um, and so I wanted to put my own spin on it, and so super excited. I brought a lot of friends of mine from – from the voice, um, oh, sing well. on it and and play on it. And music video is super upbeat and fun. The song sounds incredible, so I'm just excited for everybody to hear it. I love that. <laughs> now, we've talked a little bit about the highs from the voice and all that. Let's talk about the other side, the side that everybody doesn't talk about. You know, a lot of people they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, a Kelly Clarkson, a Carrie Underwood, a Miranda. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes not to just to get to their level, but, but to get to a career level, period. And I don't think it's talked about enough. So on every episode, I like to go that on that side of it because I want to be the show that brings out that side of the hard part. And I'll tell a little story to help guide us where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Allison Steele from Two Still Girls, and back then they, had, you know, they were full-time on music. And one of the questions I asked was, what advice would she give an up-and-coming artist? And I'll never forget Allison's answer. She said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside, if you can see yourself doing something else, then just do, do that and keep music as a hobby. She goes, because the moment you want it to be a career, you're, you no longer own your life. Everybody around you owns a piece of your life from that point on. She goes, your friends and relatives, they never understand. They invite you to weddings, to cookouts, to holidays, to weekends. But, you know, you can't, when, especially when you're at the beginning, you're grinding this thing out. You can't say no to gigs, and you surely can't cancel because you want to be that kind of artist. Once you have because you've got people on the line, and, and your friends and relatives a lot of times don't understand that. Then your family has to sacrifice around you because they got to give up, give you up to the world, so to speak, and you know what I mean on that one. And then if that weren't enough, there's days where you just feel miserable. You know, you, know, you might be a little sick and all that, but you know what? If you've got a gig that night, you've got to get up there and smile like you're having the best time ever, even if you're not. But then she added, but 
if your heart will not allow you to do anything outside of music, if you cannot see yourself doing anything else, go all in. Because the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's talk about that side of it for a little bit. Oh, I, I absolutely 100% agree. Um, you know, and I think, um, I think for me, um, the reason it took so long for me to go music, go into music full time, mm-hmm. um, was not because I could see myself doing something different. It was because of the fear of what you know, what you're giving up a consistent paycheck, a yeah. you know, a the stability of having you know a an eight to five job or nine to five job. Um, and so it took me years to do that, but I agree 100%. I mean, music, you know, while it is glamorous, while it is a blast, while it is, you know, you can leave your stamp on the world in some way. Um, it is a big risk and you do give up a lot. And, um, you know, that was always one of my big, biggest fears with my daughter is, you know, you hear all Mm -hmm. these stories of parents who are, who are not present in their lives. And, you know, obviously they're, they're doing their best they can the best they can to provide for them and stuff but you know there's just no substitute for being there for your for your kid and so yeah. um you know in in last year i think with the voice being in in LA as long as i was i got a taste of that and mm-hmm. um you know didn't really and it's hard like it yeah it's it's very hard um just because you know i went through a divorce you know a couple years prior and my daughter and I, like, we were best friends, you know, I mean, we did everything together. She was, she was my person. And so then to go from mm-hmm. that to being gone from her uh, months on wow. end, but you know, that, there, there's just a lot of hardships. And I mean, you know, I, I totally agree. Like if, if you could see yourself doing something else, whether it's selling cars, <laughs> selling houses, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, do that and keep music as a hobby because music is something that's, you know, it's it's a you've got to be all in. It's a beast. It's it's just, yeah, you've got to be all in, and even if you're all in, there's no guarantee you're going to make it. You know, and so it's it's just a different. And one thing I keep going back to is I've I've been very fortunate to sit and talk with a lot of big name people in the in the industry who have taken mm-hmm. the time to sit down and mentor me a little bit, and every single one of them said the same thing. There is no clear cut way to succeeding in this industry. You know, if if you're in in car sales, you know, there's well, hey. You know, you just sell a bunch of cars. Hey, there's a there's a there's a strategy to how you sell cars. If you're yeah. building houses, hey, there is a clear cut way that you build houses. You know, there may be different mm-hmm. ways you go about it, but it's it's you know it's pretty standard. Whereas with music, there's no clear path. You know, it's just it's, exactly. it's a lot of trial and error. And so, <laughs> you know, it, and each person's it's, it's path is different. different. Yeah, absolutely. Every every person's path is different. Now, you know, I look at things that I'm doing that work for me that wouldn't necessarily work for the next person. And so it's just, um, it's, it's been, a, it's been a very humbling learning experience. And, um, but I totally agree with that. And there, there's a lot of hard stuff that goes into it, mm-hmm. but I will say on the flip side of that, there is also nothing like the feeling of when you mm-hmm. write a song and you play it on yeah. stage and somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, that, you know, that made me think of my grandmother and that, that made me think of my, you know, so-and-so and, you know, I wrote a song for the tornado victims and people who consistently ask me to play that and they tell me about their family members or friends that were involved in that. Um, and so while it is trying, there are so many incredible things about being a musician that you just can't replace. Yeah, I love that. And we're going to take a quick break for now, and then we're going to come back and play your song, Dangerous Thing. That's what was just sent to me. Um, and then we're going to talk about that particular song. How's that sound? 
So hang on the line here. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
really great song. Love Thank it. You so much. So tell us Thank a little you. bit about that song, how that came yes. together and all that. Yeah. Um, so I've been, like I said, you know, earlier on is I've been very fortunate to um, have been surrounded by incredible musicians and um, writers and stuff. And that song, uh, Dave Pahanish, who wrote uh, Without You for Keith Urban, a couple other big number one hits. Um, mm-hmm. A good friend of mine, he asked me to come over and write one day and we walked in and he had part of that song written and we just sat down and wrote it. We wrote it from the stance of we had written a good breakup song that I actually played on the finale of the voice. Um, and he just wanted to take more of an angle of, you know, love is a dangerous thing. It's, a, it's a, you know, it's a gamble. Like, you know, you're vulnerable. You pour everything into somebody hoping that, you know, that it's not going to crash and burn. And so we wrote that song and uh, it's just kind of taken off and it's become one of the most requested songs at my show that I enjoy playing. Oh, wow. Um, very, very easy. Five-ish, which I'm a huge Eagles fan, so I, I love the way it turned out. And, and you know, talking about love is a dangerous thing. Um, my wife and I met online back in 2002 when it was, of course, it was taboo back then to do it. it ain't like everybody meets now, but we met on February 2nd of 02. Talked on the phone for the first time February 4th. Now we lived in separate states, so we couldn't really see each other. We set a wedding date February 18th and met in person March 4th. So we were meeting in person. To see who we were going to marry. Wow. Now, we was living a dangerous thing. <laughs> you know that? Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> and, here we, and here we are. You know, we just crossed 18 years of marriage, October 5th. Yes. That's amazing. Congratulations. That, that's, that's amazing. <clears throat> well, thank well, you. Thank you. Now, as, as you know, to create all this and to do what you do, it takes a team. And a lot of people, they don't get the love, in my opinion, that they deserve. Because, you know, when fans see, they see you, but they don't see the PR people. They don't see the producers, managers, and all that. So I want to change that, at least on our show. So if you want to take a couple minutes to talk about the team that helps you be who you are. Absolutely. Um, yeah, no, the the team that I've got behind me, is there. there's some incredible people. Um the thing I love about them is, you know, they always have my best interest at heart, you know, and we, we tend to butt heads sometimes um, about <laughs> different uh, ideas or, you know, opinions or whatever. But at the end of the day, I know, you know, every single one of them have best interest at heart. And so um, my manager, Chris, um, Chris Alderman, who's with Deluge Music, um, he has been just incredible to work with. We, we've only been working with each other for probably five, six months, but um, you know, we've done so much together. And, of course, Chelsea, who who was who kind of came on towards the end of my run on The Voice, um, I actually hired her to kind of help with oh, wow. some of my social kind of turned into a PR slash management thing. <laughs> uh, and she's just been, I mean, she is a, a go-getter. Like she, you know, she takes care of a lot of stuff for me. And then, of course, Megan. Um, Megan Bocklich, who who's also on the team, who handles a lot of the the management stuff and also a lot of the graphic stuff and whatnot. Um, and so those are the three that kind of helped me run it. But of course, you know, I'd be, you know, I think I'd get in trouble if I didn't mention um, my beautiful fiance, who, you know, <laughs> she's my fiance, but she is probably the biggest part of the team out of anybody because uh-huh. um, she to put up with me day in and day out. And you know, she also is very creative, and so I go mm. to her for a different ideas and you know concepts and stuff like that and so just been very blessed with a team who 
know, at the end of the day, they're incredible people what they do, but they're just incredible people, period. And yeah. so that's who I yeah. wanted to drown myself with, and it's just been a great journey. Now tell us uh, – yeah, you probably got a thousand of these stories, and I get that, but tell me something that stands out with your fiancé. Tell us a story where she went above and beyond on something that had to do with your career, and you're like, wow, she really gets that, not, that this is my passion and purpose in life. Yeah. Um, well, I will say one thing I tell her all the time is I have never met anybody who is as big of an encourager as she is and who's the biggest cheerleader as she is, you know, because it's there, – there's a lot of times that you can, you know, you can be with somebody, whether – I mean, whether it's a, a partner or it's a friend um, that, you know, you, you do something big in life and mm-hmm. it's more of a – thing or if it's more of a whatever you know that you're succeeding um and i can say beyond the shadow of doubt is that she is just she is probably more excited when big things happen for me than i am um and she's just i mean you know we've we've been dating since since march of this year so we've only been dating for you know almost seven months and Mm -hmm. in that time she has gone out of her way just to just to encourage and build me up because i mean you know, as a musician, there, you're going to have a lot of low times, you know, when yeah. um, you don't like you're you're hitting the mark. You don't feel like you're doing enough. Um, <laughs> and she's there to just kind of pick me back up, you know, and help me get things in order. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just very, very fortunate to have her. And she's just been incredible. And it's great that you have that. <clears throat> Not everybody has it, but because like even for me, I mean, there are times even with the show we get exactly where artists are coming from because we're chasing the same crazy dream that y'all are chasing, just a different platform. You know, we're trying to be the yeah, Bobby Bones, yeah. the Ty Bentleys mm-hmm. out there, <laughs> you know. And so we're trying to grow just like y'all are. And there are times where, like, even – and it's, and it's like I'm not – sometimes I don't feel like I'm doing enough. Like, even though we have 25 interviews set up between now and November 17th, still, like, frustrated because <laughs> I'm like, I want – a breakthrough to happen with the show. I want something to explode, you know, and, and, and it's like, okay, is this going to do it? Is that going to do it? Well, can we, what can we do here? And I'm always thinking from the time I get up to the time I go to bed, um, what can I do better today? What can I do that I didn't do yesterday, but can do today? You know, I'm sure you feel like that. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I mean, and you know, it's, and it's, I think it's a good trait to feel that way because you're always wanting to be better. You're always going to improve. Um, but that can also be a huge detriment to, too, because you're sitting there going, "Did I necessarily hit the mark? Did I necessarily do everything I could do?" Uh-huh. Um, when you need those people around you to pay, like, you know, you're always going to be hard on yourself, but you need to know that, you know, nobody. That's where my wife comes in. Yeah, exactly. That you know, they're sitting here telling you, "Hey, you're doing incredible. Just keep doing what you're doing." You know, and, and sometimes you need that. As weird as it sounds, you just need that encouragement and that, you know, that that motivation to keep going. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, and I can tell you're definitely a family guy. So are we. You know, we consider our show a show a family affair. In fact, we even created the media name called Family Affair Media to run everything under because we are a family show. And we've got an eight-year-old that is a, co- a third co-host that we always bring on and let ask one question. So Sandy's going to get him on real quick to ask That's his awesome. one question. You might, hear, you might hear our 20-month-old. She's like, <laughs> all happy screaming <laughs> too. <laughs> Just trying to make her say, and you know what? When she gets older, we'll plug her in too. You know, because <laughs> we are a family affair. 
<laughs> All right, I've got Christopher ready with his question. Here he is. Hi, Jake. Hi, Christopher. What's your favorite food? Oh, that's a good one. Well, I do love a good steak, but mm. depending on the night, I could go for a great burger. I love the kind of burger with the yeah. fried egg on top. And so just depending on the night, but I think I'd have to go with steak over anything. Wow. Awesome. And what's yours, little Chris? Christopher? Pizza. Oh, I love pizza, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could eat it all day long. Bye, thanks. Bye, Christopher. <laughs> yeah, he so he loves this. He loves this one question. And we just he really he loves it because we just started doing video interviews. Um, we've done six so far. Uh, oh video, wow! Moving moving our show from audio only to video too, and he loves it now because he can see the people. You know. <laughs> well, we'll have to do that before too long so I can see him. <laughs> That'll be awesome. We'll definitely love yeah. to reschedule in down the road. That'd be great to have you because we are doing a lot of comeback, trying to bring Absolutely. people back on the show who's been on. And our and our even though our show is usually forty five to sixty minutes on average for the main show, the comebacks will probably be twenty thirty minutes because you know there's less talk about. Because we are we already talked about a little bit of story and all that, but yeah, we'd love to have you back down the road. That's for sure. Um, so. If you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Oh, um, right now it would probably be um, Luke Combs, oh, wow. Eric Clay, or uh, Dallas Davidson. How about all of them together? That would be, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'd like to be walking the meeting room of the Avengers, you know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and I guess you're probably like, whatever they want to write about, we'll write. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Y'all just let me be a fly on the wall. That's all I want to do. Just watch, watch them in process. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> so exactly. There's probably a thousand answers you could answer with this next question, but just think of the first thing that pops in your head. What is a song that you've heard that you wish you wrote? Oh, um, well, I mean, it's it's one of my favorite 90s country tunes. Uh, that Ain't My Truck by Red Akins um, is probably oh, wow. one of my favorite songs, and I love the concept of the song. And I love mm-hmm. that it's a, I love that song. That song, if you think about the words, but it's such an upbeat, fun, happy song, you can't really be sad when you sing it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. <clears throat> so this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask that same question to the artist. Have them think because the the answer she gave us five years ago, before everybody really knew who she was, is almost to the T of what she's living today. So she had this vision. She knew where she was going. And I love to tell that story because not everybody has that kind of vision. But knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Um, I want to be selling out, you know, arenas. I would, I would love to have at least, um, you know, three or number ones under my belt. Um, yeah. And I mean, I, I went music full time, but I'd love to, you know, be able to say I'm full time and, you know, not sitting here, um, 
not playing music, I guess. You know, I'd like I'd like to be <laughs> on the road. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're looking to buy a house here too long and so you know, just love to be the best provider I could be. Um, but yeah, I would love to be, you know, music career wise, selling out stadiums and, you know, at mm-hmm. least have a few hits under my belt by that point. I love that. Now, um, let's look five, ten, fifteen years down the road and let's say that your success, whatever that looks like, your success on a grand scale. If the person you are today could meet your future successful self, what would you say or remind him? Um, I would just remind him to keep God and family first. Um, Love you know, I think, I think in in life, um, you know, it's it's just so easy to get caught up in whatever's going on wherever you're at. Um, but as long as you keep, you know, God and family, you know, at the forefront, you know, you're not going to lose sight of where you're going. You know, they can usually keep you pretty grounded. And I I, jo- I joke and tell people all the time. You know, they say, well, don't don't forget your roots. Don't forget where you came from. And I'm yeah. like, well, beyond saying a five-year-old daughter who remind me of that, you know, and just, you know, they're uh-huh. a constant reminder, you know, who, who I have in my corner and who mm-hmm. is important to me and, you know, what they think of me and stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. um, as long as, you know, God first and, and family, then, you know, mm-hmm. everything else just kind of falls in the line. And I think that's so important because we, we live the same way, God first, family second. That's why we're a family-oriented show because we're trying to do everything our, we can to bring the family together through our career. You know, not, and, and, and we get it. Not everybody can involve their family in their career. But if you can, why not, right? Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> and so that's what we try to do. And, and God's been so important. It's like – um. You know, I went through 19 years of addictions until God healed me almost 13 years ago. But the first five years of our marriage, and talking going back to this, was really hell on my wife because of those addictions. But, you know, she never nagged me. She never put me down. She loved me through them. And I know without a doubt that God brought her in my life to save my life because I was not listening. I was going the wrong way. And all that, and you know, and we met fast and built fast, and I still think that God was part of all that. But you know, sometimes when we tell our story, people say, "Oh, she allowed you to walk over her," and that's just not the case. She allowed me to experience God's pure love through her. And I think if people can yeah. remember God and family, I think we would change this whole world. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, you know, God's you know greatest commandment is to love everyone. You know. <laughs> Like you love yourself and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. you know, the way to do that is by keeping God at the forefront. You know, it's harder. It's hard to to love on other people and you know think about other people and consider other people when you're focused just on yourself. And so God is always exactly. of everything. <clears throat> Amen to that. Now let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing, and let's say they got something. As Simon Cowell would say, they got that it factor. But they've played maybe 40 or 50 shows, so they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. But they've gotten on stage, and they got what every artist says, that stage bug, where they look over the crowd, and the crowd's roaring for them, and they know they're in the right place. And they come to you, and they say, Jake, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them the next couple years? I would just say, you know, just – just keep grinding. Um, you know, there, there, this kind of business is not something that you see immediate results. Um, mm. It is something you have to trust the process. You have to, 
you have to stick with your, you know, with your gut and surround yourself with people who actually care about you and actually want to see you succeed. Um, but outside of that, just keep grinding. I mean, it, it's it's a tough business to, to get in. It's a tough business to, to su- succeed in. Um, but, you know, it, it's definitely doable as long as you, you know, you've got the right stuff and you're, you're, you're putting in the work. And, you know, hard work will almost always win out. Um, and so yeah. just – what what are you doing when when nobody else is watching? You know, are you are you actually pouring into your craft when nobody else is around? Or are you just doing it when you know people can see what you're doing? And so, just keep rocking and rolling. But I'm, I would say one of the big things is, is surround yourself with people who who care about you, who who love you, and who aren't just looking for a handout or looking to leech off you in some way. Um, but yeah, and of course, you know, we we just talked about keeping God first. You know, I, I am very, mm-hmm. you know, I. You know, I'm very Christ-centered and, and faith-based, mm-hmm. and so it's like, you know, that's that's the center of everything. And you know, yeah. God has just continued in my career to those days when you when you don't feel like you're hitting the mark. Um, God just sends somebody or puts something in your path to kind of reassure you. And so, just rock and yeah. roll, just do it, and, and don't be too hard on yourself. Like if you have a failure, yeah. have a short memory, let it go, and then yeah. move on to the next step. You know, that made me think of something else. Um, you know. There, there's always those moments, and sometimes it's only once, sometimes it's a bunch of times, but there's always those moments in an artist's life where there's a fork in the road, where he or she is at that fork, and they're frustrated. They, you know, nothing's going their way. They, they, it's taken longer than they thought. You know, it, it feels like, are they ever going to make it? You know, is it ever going to happen? Is this even what God wants? You know, those type of thoughts go through your head. When, when you get to that moment where you could easily say, you know what, maybe it's time to go a different route. What do you do in those moments? And, and if you've got a special moment that something like this has happened, please tell that too. But, but what was a moment where that has happened, and, what did you, and how did you drive through it? Well, I mean, as far as you know, coming to the crossroads um, of you know, being something and then having to – make that decision that happened for me back in March of this year. Um, oh, wow. You've been working. I had been working in radio for six years. I had, you know, I had built quite the client list. I was making great money. I had, you know, I'm, I'm a very personable person. So I, I had great relationships with all of my clients um, mm-hmm. and had a consistent paycheck, consistent, you know, everyday thing. I knew what was going on. I was right there beside my daughter's school, like literally across the street so I could go get her and, you know, everything was just, you know, picture perfect, and and it was, and I have no no you know complaints or anything, um, but of course the voice you know kind of threw everything into uh, into a spiral and in a good way, and I was traveling so much and I was you know playing shows all over the place. I got to do the Winter Classic in Dallas. I got to play for Carolina Panthers halftime show. I mean, I was just oh, all wow. over the place having time while also trying to keep that job. And I just got to a place where I had spread myself way too thin. I wasn't, I, I didn't feel like I was doing either one of my jobs to the best of my ability. Cause I was splitting time between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just got to that place where you had to make that hard decision of, okay, well, do I, do I put music on the back burner for a little while until something big comes along or mm-hmm. do I, do I walk away from a, a, you know, a consistent paycheck and a job to pursue this dream wow. Um, 
And in order to do music, I mean, you have to be, you know, in it full time. You have to go, mm-hmm. you know, head first into it. And so that was that was my crossroads. That, um, but I will say, God gave me perfect peace about everything. Um, you know, oh, wow. and I haven't there. there Obviously, there's been times where you're sitting here going, okay, well, I don't know when the next show's coming. I don't know when the next paycheck's coming. Um, but there hasn't been any panic moments because, you and know, then COVID, kind of, of course. Yeah, exactly. And so I've just been kind of living in that, that you know, that, that mindset of peace and just, mm-hmm. hey, you know, God God gave me peace to take, this, to, to take this to the next level. And he didn't take me to the next level to, you know, just make me crash and burn later on. And so... I've just kind of been, you know, that that's the crossroads, you know, you just got to weigh your options and, you know, just follow wherever that piece is at, wherever you, you, you your gut feeling takes you, um, you know, take it and, you know, and just commit to it. You know, you can't do it one foot in and one foot out, but um, yeah. I love that. Now, there are probably people that you know that you're friends with who are chasing this crazy dream right along the side of you. Uh, and, uh, you know, who are one or two people that other people should know about? Oh, um, I feel like uh, a guy named Tom Tippin, who is actually Aaron Tippin's son. Um, uh-huh. He has got, I remember we played a show together a couple of years back and he had just started doing music. And I remember hearing his voice in it and I was just like, goodness, why isn't this kid somewhere? Like, I mean, he's incredible. <laughs> um, and so he's got some new stuff that's either just come out or is coming out that I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people should know who he is. Um, I'm trying to think there's a uh, guy named uh, Chase Simmons in Texas mm-hmm. um, who has got the look, he's got the sound, um, and he's just, he's, he's absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, those are, those are some of the ones. And of course, Love. you know, I'm, I'm very biased and some of the guys and <laughs> friends from the boys that was on my season, Max Boyle and Alex, Callie mm-hmm. Wilson, um, all of them are absolutely incredible musicians that I think should have a whole lot more opportunity than what they have right now. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, it's all it's all a timing thing, you know, and who knows what, what the future holds. I love that. So um, as we come to a close here, um, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask, but they kind of never do? Hmm. Well, that's actually a question I've never heard. So, I mean, there's one right there. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, uh, I I love I love the fact that you know you y'all are very family based and Christ based. Um, I feel like not a lot of people, you know, are that way. And I feel like mm-hmm. you can't necessarily ask everybody questions based around that. But I felt like that was something that was very you know refreshing to hear from you guys. Um, as far as, you know, that stuff goes. And so, yeah. um, as far as a question that you can ask that not a whole lot of people ask, um, I feel like you've asked them all. I mean, you did, you, you know, I've heard a lot of questions today that I don't normally hear. And, you know, we pride ourselves on that because, you know, we've actually built our show around, around this question. Cause you know, <clears throat> like, um, like the unusual question, I remember, um, about 50, 60, 100 episodes back, we asked Francel yeah. that same question of what what would she um, – about that same question. And, and I'll never forget her answer. She was like, I just wish somebody would ask what's quirky about me. Well, I got smart about that. I was like, I love that question, so, yes. but I can't ask a guy what's quirky. So what I do is I ask <laughs> the women what's quirky and ask men what's unusual because it's really the same thing. Yeah, same <laughs> thing. <laughs> So that's kind of where the 
So that's where the unusual thing comes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've never ha- heard somebody ask me that. I was sitting here trying to rack my brain going, well, that dumb, do I have anything unusual about me? I don't know, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I appreciate all the questions. I love that. Now, if you want to tell everybody how they can reach out to you, that'll be as we close the show. Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've got my Facebook page, Jake Hoot, or on Instagram, it's Jake Hoot Music. Um, you know, keep up to date on there. We just made some announcements, or we make daily announcements about new music, or I actually do some uh, weird, like, funny cooking shows. That's something unusual about me. Um, ah, I do some funny shows ah. in my kitchen and um, and so I, I just try to keep up, you know, with, with putting stuff on there that people may want to see and may enjoy. And with everything going on, um, you know, it's, it's good to have a little laugh every once in a while. And so uh, just just keep up to date on those, just Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Um, and, of course, my website, jcoot, at, uh, I think it's jcoot.com. I love that. And, and you know, we definitely, you know, enjoyed having you on the show today. We definitely look forward to having yeah. you back down the road and including a video interview. And who knows, maybe you can take over our page and do a whole show one day. Yeah. I would love to. Well, let's set that up, you know, because we're trying to do some more little co- um, live concerts on the Chris and Sandy page. So we'd love to have you do that, one, one of those. Heck, yeah. Just let, just let me know. I would love to do it. And thank you all so much again for taking the time. And, I know it was kind of last second, so I, I appreciate y'all making the time, making it happen today. <laughs> no, no problem, problem. And, we, and we will talk with you real soon. Heck yeah. yeah. Thank y'all so much. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Thanks so much.